everything from the opening band to the last song that you play is part of that experience. And there's so many factors to consider in that show in places that you can over deliver from, you know, from like the opening of the doors to the end of the night. There's so many ways to over deliver on a show. Hello and welcome to Your Band Sucks at Business. My name is Malcolm Ownflood. My co-host Marcus Manhas is here today as well. How you doing, Marcus? Hey, what's up? Yo. <laughs> it's been actually like a really long time since we've gotten to do one of these. Yeah. Like three weeks, yeah. I think. Which is weird. It's crazy times yes. right now. Very. Luckily, we managed to like just barely keep up. We, like I recorded last week's episode, I think, on a Monday then they came out Tuesday, and then we're getting this one on Sunday. <laughs> Come back <laughs> today, so not how we normally like to be doing things, but uh, life's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really busy times right now. It's kind of weird times, busy but like weirdly. I don't know. It's such a weird transition time right now for me. Anyway, I don't know. I feel like I'm getting really busy right now, but yeah, nothing's really changed. Well, you didn't even expect to be on Vancouver Island. Yeah, like here at this time, like you were meant to be back in Toronto. And yeah, for sure. I was kind of meant to be in Vancouver right now, but yeah. I'm thankfully back on the island doing this, so I'm stoked with that. Yeah, so we're getting it. We're getting it together. Yes, I've got a funny story for you oh, yeah. <laughs> that I I couldn't remember if I had already told you, but I definitely told this story on my other podcast. By the way, listeners, I have a recording podcast called The Self Recording Band. If you are into DIY recording, you should check it out. But on that podcast, I told this story. But uh, a while back, like at least a month ago, I was working on a movie doing location sound stuff for it. And in it was in Victoria. And there's a lot of festival people, people that Marcus and I know through the festival circuit of being in a band that work in the movie industry as well. Um, like So they work as all sorts of stuff, you know, security, production assistants. It's just like every time there's like a movie set up on location, it's like they're building a little festival because they have to get like washrooms there and catering and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So it's it's very similar to the festival industry. And a lot of the same people work there. So every time I work a movie in Victoria, I end up running into somebody I know. And uh, <laughs> it's happened a few times where one of like I'll be wiring an actor or something, and somebody that knows us from the festival scene comes up and he's like, "Oh, you know, this guy's in Band of Rascals or something." I'm like, "Well, this is embarrassing." Yeah. And anyways, <laughs> that happened on this one, and uh, <laughs> this lady uh, comes up and she's like, "Oh, he's in Band of Rascals. Did you know that?" And this lady who. I was talking to had no idea who Band of Rascals was and she misheard and said bunch of assholes <laughs> <laughs> which is by far the best like mishap that's ever happened with our name oh that's bunch of so assholes. good well because we always joked and said band of assholes yep. so that's hilarious that you should have said yeah yes yeah that's yeah that's look it up see what happens god that's good yes nice all right uh so anyways that's some useless banter for you let's get into an episode <laughs> We're going to talk about this principle of under-promising and over-delivering, which is just a good rule to live your life by, and something you should try to apply in every area of your life, really. It'll just make your... Well, i got to back that up. Something we have talked about a lot on this podcast is setting expectations for communication, especially like we focused a lot of on that topic with like your bandmates. So like how many band arguments are just expectations being on different pages between two different people, right? That kind of thing. And 
that is, I mean, it's just human relationships. It's the same with your girlfriend, your parents, or your in-laws, whatever, right? It's just, most arguments are just two different people having different expectations of each other and they're not being met. So this under-promise, over-deliver principle really solves that. So when we say under-promise, over-deliver, what do we mean? Well, it's kind of, uh, it's not like, under-promise sounds kind of funny because you imagine that's you being like, yeah, I'm probably not going to sell a single ticket to that show. So, (laughs) you know, and then you sell one and it's great. But it's more of just like tempering the expectations a little bit Mm -hmm. rather than promising the world, which a lot of people want to do at the beginning, especially in bands, right? Like you want to look good to the promoter, whoever it is, right away. Yeah. And so you make these, prom- like, oh, we can, yeah, we can sell 200 tickets. You know, we've seen the bands who we've had play with us or whatever, and oh, yeah, no, we'll sell these tickets in, in a week. And you're like, okay, well, that's cool, but, you know, we'll right. see. And then, you know, a week later, they haven't really sold any. So it's it's not about, like, it's not about kind of, like, saying you're going to suck <laughs> and mm-hmm. then not sucking. It's more about just, like, tempering it back a little bit and then really over delivering on that promise. So if you're like, for the example of selling tickets, like, you know, quickly moving those tickets, if you can doing everything in your power, basically to get rid of those tickets you've been given. And we did that all the time, right? We would get our first batch of tickets and we try to get them out as quickly as possible. It wasn't like, okay, cool. We've got a month and a half till the show. Like we're trying to flog them right away. Right. Because that's, that's the over delivering, yeah. right? You're, and when a promoter sees that, they're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. The this just made me think it's it's like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And that is that is really what this is, is like let let your actions show the over delivery. Yeah. Don't try and convince them before you've done it with your words. Yeah, totally. Yeah. If you promise to sell a hundred tickets to a show and you sell a hundred tickets to a show, they're gonna be happy, but why not say that you're going to sell 75 and then sell 100? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like literally, if you did exactly that, you said, we're going to sell 100 and you do 100, they'll be happy. Yeah. But they're not going to be amazed. Yeah. But if it was the other way around and they give you 50 tickets and you're like, hey, I need 50 more tickets. They're going to like just right there. Yeah. You're halfway. You've done half the work you said you you would have said you were going to do. Yeah. And they are happier than if you had done 100. Yeah. Because and then if you get to 100 again, like, holy crap, they'll be blown away. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah. The, and, you know, I'm. We definitely have gotten, in Better Assholes, we've definitely gotten shows. You meant Band of Assholes. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> bunch yeah, of assholes. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> in, yeah. Uh, but, y- you know, we we definitely got, it snowballed, right? We got more and more shows based on over-delivering. On, and I, this is specifically talking about tickets early on in the band when we were flogging tickets. You know, that snowballed and we got more and more shows mm-hmm. because they were like, that's a strong band who's going to put on a good show. Because we made sure we, you know, we're going to put on a good show. And that's kind of what goes without saying, I think, for most bands. But, you know, it's it's such a, a weight taken off the shoulders of the headliner, especially with shows at like 700 cap rooms in Victoria, BC, whatever, right? That's like, that's a pretty big sellout for a local band. So it takes such a weight off the shoulders of the of the band when you can over deliver and be like, look, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to sell this many tickets. It's going to be great. And I mean, yeah, it, the just the over delivery is just the best. Yeah. That's what everyone wants. (laughs) In the case of that, there's kind of two people involved. There's people that are considering the opening band based on their music, which might be some people in the in the headlining band, you know, like, oh, we want somebody that like is heavy or or somebody that's softer than us. Like we want this type of music to be played before our set. Yeah. You know? Um that's something I definitely thought about was like, is it gonna mesh well into our thing? For sure. Where on the other hand, 
the like production company, the venue, I mean, even the sound guy, <laughs> you know, like they're concerned about the money and the room being full because yeah. they need that money for the show to be a success and be able to keep doing more shows and to pay their rent. Yeah. So we needed to over deliver on the money side of things. And that's what we did with ticket selling. And so like, even if we had sucked, I think we would have got a lot of gigs yeah, for because sure. we could just sell tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, that's kind of amazing, right? Like we could have been bad at what bands are meant to do and still have gotten really good gigs. Yeah, exactly. Cause they need bodies in the room. Yeah. Now, I would argue that we would have had a harder time selling our tickets if we really sucked. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyways, yeah. um, like in this example, just that skill alone, the over-delivery on tickets would have got us really great gigs. And then we also had to over-deliver for the people we're selling those tickets to, though. And, yeah. and that's like an interesting thing. It's like, okay, so we over-delivered to the, producer or the promotion companies and whatnot by selling tickets. But how do we convince these people that they should buy a ticket and make them happy that they did after the fact. Because, yeah. sure, we have to promise them that it's going to be a wicked show. And we would do things like, this is going to sell out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we were right. So, like, you know, we weren't lying. But we needed a way to over-deliver to them as well so that they got more yeah. than than just their the show that they thought they were going to get. Yeah. And there there's a lot of ways you could do that. Like, I mean, for us, we started doing that with with gimmicks mostly. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I wouldn't recommend that for every band, but it worked for us in, in the early days. We had like a hype man. Um, and our buddy Dean would come on and do backflips and like just be ridiculous. Yeah, and, that was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it worked though, right? It uh, did, yeah. There was a stint where I would go and jump on somebody's shoulders and do a guitar solo in the middle of the crowd. You know, like different people have different ones. Some people do guitar spins, or, you know, like yeah. just more than they expected though. It, like, you know, They've heard our songs on Spotify or whatever. They think they're going to come see those songs be played live, but they got more than that. Yeah, It's actually kind of easier to over-deliver on a concert than you'd think because they also don't expect, like if we sold a ticket to a friend, they didn't know what to expect from the other bands playing. Yeah. So if the, that other band was great, then they're already thrilled. They're like, oh, I just discovered my new favorite band because I bought a ticket to see a bunch of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a bunch of assholes for this whole episode. Um <laughs> Yeah, so like, you know, over-delivering that way is like another... I mean, you got to over-deliver everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And it's not even that it's that difficult in a way to over-deliver. It's, it's all about how you frame what your commitment level can be. Yes. It, so it's not like... That's the thing. Under-promising and over-delivering on their surface, they sound like very... Like under-delivering, like I said, sounds... Like, or under-promising is kind of like... Sounds kind of shitty. <laughs> and over-delivering, you're like, well, sure, that's easy to say, but it's actually quite difficult. But it's just about meeting in the middle. Yep. And you're really, you're delivering the same sort of things that you're going to do anyway, but it becomes a surprise to whoever it is that you're promising this to. Yeah. And yeah, for the show, I think that's such a big one. Like, the opening band is, is a huge one, and I, I think that's so overlooked because that's, yeah, you're selling an experience, right? That's really what you're doing when you sell a ticket to a show. It's an experience. So everything from the opening band to the last song that you play yeah. is part of that experience. And there's so many factors to consider in that show in places that you can over-deliver from, you know, from like the opening of the doors to the end of the night. There's so many ways to over-deliver on a show, which is like, there are obviously other places in your career you can you can over-deliver, but right now shows I see, <laughs> shows seem to be the, the easiest one to use as an example. Yeah, I so. mean... We're just drawn from some experience. But what I really enjoy is when like a band has a 
great merch table yeah. set up, you yeah. know, and like somebody from the band's out there doing meet and greet stuff, whatever. Um, some people just throw in extra goodies. So somebody buys a CD, there's a sticker inside of it. Yeah. You know, bonus. I got a free sticker over delivered. Yeah. You know, I went, <laughs> I went to the beer store on Friday, <laughs> grabbed a couple beers and the liquor store threw in a bonus beer. Really? I've never been so happy buying beer. Where's where this? <laughs> Liquor Where, Plus, I mean, just across the highway, right man. Yeah, Van, Vancouver Island Brewery throwing in bonus beers. When was this? Friday. I went in there on Tuesday, I think. Oh, you have to be really good looking. Yeah, for this. Uh, yeah. They're probably like, yeah, here's your beers, loser. <laughs> like, I bought a bunch of beers and didn't even freaking didn't get anything. I'm never going there again. See? Now I know they... Yeah. 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 They underdelivered, under-delivered and I now I know it. So <laughs> never going back. See, this is why this could be your band. Yes, totally. Uh, well, I mean, drawing from personal experience, some ways that I try and use this principle all the time is, hey, can you send us uh, an updated reference mix of this song? I'm like, yes, but not until like Friday next week. I'm just tied up, and then hopefully I get to it on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, it's just like you know, that's not going to change anybody's life but they're happy where if i had said wednesday when i planned to do it but something came up and now it's friday now i'm flaky and yeah late. totally right and it just you know people don't like you lose trust you told them one thing but you ended up doing another and it's funny because if you tell them one thing and you do another but it's in a positive way it actually builds trust yeah like i told them friday but i did it wednesday some reason they trust me more even though i you were gonna do it on wednesday yeah anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i mean like but I know it, it, it makes it better for me because now I've got more wiggle room to, to focus yeah. on what's important. And uh, so it's kind of better for everyone that way. Yeah. Another one is like, when when can we have this project wrapped up by? I always push that a month at least. If I say when I think I can have it done and they don't even finish writing the song by like until a week before that, I'm screwed. And for some reason, that's on me kind of thing because I, I chose the date. So you have to be really careful of that. Um, so yeah, project stuff, taking that into the band world. When are you going to have, uh, like, new music out by? That's one. <laughs> yeah. Fans are asking, when's the new album coming? Yeah. Be so careful with that yeah. freaking date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you post, like, a new music this date promo teaser thing and you haven't even freaking finished it. Oh, God, or even just, that. like, working on our new album and then you kind of don't do it and then people are like what happened to the yeah what happened to your album like ah oh, yeah i don't know got busy <laughs> yes or the show is going to be packed and it's not packed that's actually yeah that's a good uh that's all part of the experience too which i, I guess i knew this but us talking about it this morning before we recorded this podcast um selling a show out is positive for you mm-hmm. as the band and the promotion company and basically everyone but it's also you're really selling part of that experience to the crowd yeah because you everyone here and everyone listening has been in a sold out crowd compared to an empty room yes and it's incredible how much better the experience is in a sold out crowd compared to you know being in a room that's like 20 percent full it's like you're now part of the experience you're now like you feel really like a part of the show yeah yeah definitely. Like it, when you're standing in the corner that all that empty space that's like an actual barrier it's like a physical barrier to to you and the performers yeah like you can't really it's hard to overcome that and you don't feel but when you're in the crowd even if you're in the same exact same spot on the floor but you're surrounded by people you're it's all different. part of it yeah 
So the soul that that's part of that. So that's over delivering as well, right? Absolutely. You're like, we're going to deliver you a room full of people who all want to do the same thing as you. Yeah. Your inhibitions are going to be gone. You'll be allowed to dance without being embarrassed. Well, <laughs> you, you can try. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh, but it's true. It's true. Um, and that like that with our band, that was a huge focus was yeah. we're trying to sell that. That is the experience you get when you come see Band of Rascals. That's what we want people to feel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we, we did a lot of stuff on live shows in this episode, but I mean, I would really encourage you to take this and put it into your interband connections as well. Um, just, you know, if you say you're going to be there at seven for rehearsal, be there 15 minutes early and have the amp on by seven. I feel like that was a shot at me because I was late today. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> except for when i came in malcolm and said i just woke up <laughs> yeah, yeah i just woke up and then we walked into the studio and it was covered in gear just like the worst it's ever been mike wasn't even plugged in that's okay yeah so hmm. we made it <laughs> we made it yeah or freaking our podcast editor he's probably just pissed because i'm like oh yeah you'll always have like a week to do the edit yeah, i'm like oh no this episode comes out in two days please get it done <laughs> um <laughs> yeah yeah, people don't like that. So anyways, we, we're keeping this one short because both Marcus and I have crazy shit going on in our life right now that we need to get done. But there's there's a lot here. Like it's a really simple principle, but you have to actually put it into practice. Just give yourself an extra day or two in everything you say you're going to do for people. Um, you know, show up early, over deliver is really the big thing. Yeah. And the under promise thing isn't really about under promising. It's about not over promising. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like most people have that disposition to try and promise the world, um, to impress in the moment instead of with their actions. Well, yeah, everyone everyone has done that. I still do that sometimes. I like, you know, I'll be like, "Oh, I can I can definitely do that for you," and then I'm like, "I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Why did I just, Why did I do that?" Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, that's that's my life as well. Yeah, like, can I mix another album today? Yeah, I can yeah. Do you're that. like, ah, sure, I yeah. got it. And yeah, like, if I don't sleep, no problem. Yeah, you're like, no, it's yeah. You don't need to do that. Definitely. So yeah, another short but sweet one. We really appreciate you listening. Okay, so uh, a shout out to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you like this podcast and appreciate the content we're making, please consider going to Patreon.com/slash Your Band Sucks at Business or just our website, Your Band Sucks at Business, and you'll find a link there. Oh, that's not our website. Nope. Your Band Sucks <laughs> don't, at Business. Don't type <laughs> Um, I mean, if you do type that in, you'll find us. That's okay. <laughs> Internet's smart enough for that. But yeah, if you head to there, you can sign up to become a member of our Patreon team, which gets you a shout out on the podcast and some other cool perks and just supports us. So we appreciate it. And here is our subscribers. We got Kevin from Supreme Remedy, Ryan from Venom and Spirit, Grady from Leather Apron Revival, who have just finished a new album, I think, by the way. Not out yet, though, but coming. Uh, Lucas with Vogue Villains, Bernard of the Enrons, Shout out to Bernard. I'm mixing one of his songs soon. And Chris Erickson from Scove, also our podcast editor. If you need some podcast editing, reach out to us. We'll connect you. And then Graham Keen of Carmana, who do have a new album out as well. They do, yeah. It's fucking good. It is, yeah. Super good. Um, it's got a crazy cover of Bang Bang. Yes, yes. It's, yeah. so, it's so good. It really is a, an incredible album. Yeah. The videographer for that music video is a guy named Matt Gladman that I work with super closely in my film stuff. He's a Yeah, he's great. And then also a musician, also an old bandmate of mine. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Little, little Duncan. town. And then last but not least, Evan Miller of the Wild Romantics, who was just making some cool music recently as well. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. With who? With who was him. it with? <laughs> Bunch of asshole. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, guys, for that. 
the support. Yes, uh, definitely. Looking forward to hearing what everyone does. That you know, all these bands that are supporting us. I'm I'm really interested to hear the new stuff. Actually, ideas to toss out on the podcast right now. And please reach out to us if you like this. I was thinking about starting a private Facebook group for our Patreon members, so that and maybe opening it up to their entire bands. You know, like if somebody signs up, their whole band gets into the group. But I feel like these people should network with each other and be able to have conversations and bounce ideas off each other. So thinking about doing that. Also thinking about doing like a Spotify playlist for members. So, you know, and mm-hmm. our guests, you know, and get our guests in the private group as well. Yeah. Kind of like a little digital mastermind group. I don't know. If you like that idea, please reach out. And you can find us like on Instagram and all that too. So, yeah. Long drawn out ending to this episode. <laughs> about as long as the episode. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. What's up, everyone? This is Malcolm Owen Flood here, one of the hosts of Your Band Sucks at Business. If you've been listening to this for a while, you may be aware that we haven't done a new episode in quite a while. Stay tuned. I'm sure there will be more coming. But for right now, I wanted to give you an update on where Marcus and I are at and where you can find us and find out what we're doing right now. So currently, I'm over at the Self-Recording Band podcast, which is another one of my podcasts that I co-host. And if you are into doing DIY recordings with your music or your band's music, you absolutely got to check that podcast out. But in addition, I'm also doing some YouTube content and pushing that really hard right now. So I ask you to please go check out my YouTube channel. You can find me under my name, Malcolm Ownflood, M-A-L-C-O-M-O-W-E-N-F-L-O-O-D. You'll find me and I'm doing tons of fun stuff over there. I'd love to have you come visit me on YouTube and please do give me a subscribe. That is super appreciated. And now for Marcus, he is just killing it right now. He's been touring pretty much all over the world with Current Swell and Luca Fogali and some other folks. He's just absolutely killing it. And he's got his own website up, marcusmanhas.com. And you can go find his kind of touring sessions, playback stuff all up on there. Totally encourage you to go connect with him. And again, thanks for listening to the Your Band Sucks at Business podcast. It is so appreciated. And I'm super glad that these episodes are helping people out there. Don't be a stranger. Do reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Instagram's probably the best place to find Marcus or myself. So connect with us there. We'd love, love to hear from you. And yeah, enjoy the episode. Thanks.